Welcome back to another episode of the Barely Functioning Podcast, where some days we're barely functioning, some days we're totally thriving, and most days we're a little bit of both. I'm your host, Christina, and you know the drill. I'm so dang excited to have you here. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. I am coming to you direct from my new podcast recording space in my apartment. It has been a couple months in the works. I've been trying to figure out where the heck to record every week. I need a space that is comfortable because comfort is key. But I also need a place that like sounds okay. And this apartment is a lot bigger than my other apartment that I had. So the rooms sound a lot more like hollow and I'm right on street level. So there's a lot of traffic, even in Fergus, believe it or not. But yeah, I needed a really good space. So I've been like testing it out every week and I've been trying to buy like equipment that makes my life a little bit easier when it comes to podcasting. So I got this handy dandy mic stand that like clips onto a desk or to a table because your girl is not here to hold a mic for 30 minutes. Okay, so I got this handy dandy mic stand and I thought it was going to be a really big game changer. Bought it off Amazon, of course, because convenience and time. But I got it and I was really excited to use it. I tried it in a few different spaces and I just couldn't get the mic arm to like stay in one place. I would put the mic in it. It would drop. It would sway. Also, if I touch it, it makes like a really loud noise. I'm not going to show you guys or make the sound for you guys. I was trying it out, trying it out, and it just wasn't working. And, you know, then uh, good old Steve comes in clutch. There's something about dads who can just figure everything out. They know how everything works. Maybe I'm starting to like crutch on him a little bit more. But I said to him, I was like, this mic arm is a piece of junk. I'm going to return it. And that's that. I will hold the microphone for 30 minutes like the animal I am. So um, he came over actually to fix something else, which I'll get to next again, coming in clutch. But he came and he was like, okay, let me see this mic arm. And he like turned two little knobs. That was about it. And there it was. The mic stand was working perfectly. So I have it. It's in my new makeshift studio, which coincidentally is my bedroom, which is perfect because it literally is the most comfortable space I sit on my bed, I've got my mic stand on my bed stand that I don't use, so this is just perfect. So I am coming from the most comfortable space in my apartment with my new mic stand and my arms are wild and free. I almost started flailing them just now, but that just would not work. So here we are. Steve came in, turned a knob, everything is fine and dandy. But let's get to the reason why Steve was here in the first place. The power went out in my bathroom and I knew that like a breaker had popped because when I turned off the light, I heard the pop sound. And you know, your girl's not dumb, but maybe she's actually not that smart either because so the power went out and um, I told my dad and he's like, well, check the breakers. So I did. And they're all very nicely labeled. 
which is very helpful. So I like messed around with a few breakers and nothing was working. And he was like, try and reset the like wall plug. So I did that. Didn't work. Didn't work. And then he came over and literally pushed one button on the hallway plug and all of my power was restored. I went about almost 24 hours without the light because first of all, my dad has like a really wonky schedule. So I never want to like be an inconvenience, trying to be independent and figuring it out on my own. And also like I can just like go pee with the door open. So it's not really that bad. But it's like, how can dads just come into a space and fix something lickety split when we've been like toiling over it for hours at a time? It blows my mind. I am just so grateful to have such an amazing dad who is so close by now that he can just come by and fix everything. Like I said, maybe I'm starting to crutch on him a little bit, but um, I'm sure he appreciates it. And when he comes over, I cook him dinner. So win wins all around. So last week, I did not post an episode, as I'm sure you may have noticed, I did get a couple messages of sad faces. But BFFs, it was all for good reason. Your girl was down and out. I was struck really hard recently with a lot of anxiety, a bit of depression. And I was down and out. I was in like a sea of negativity, self-doubt, sadness. I couldn't focus. I couldn't sleep. I had tried to record and I just like froze every time. I didn't know what to say. Anxiety is something that I've dealt with for a really long time. I tend to be able to manage it. When I was younger, I was on um, medication to kind of control the anxiety, but I was in a lot of kind of negative space in my life. So a lot of that really attributed to the anxiety. And when certain people were out of my life, the anxiety definitely lightened up and I have not been on the medication. I have been able to really kind of control it, understand my triggers and get myself kind of back on ground, which is no easy feat. If you read the Glennon Doyle book, Untamed, she summarizes depression and anxiety perfectly. It's like you're a little bit of Tigger from Winnie the Pooh and a little bit of Eeyore. So Eeyore is obviously like more of like the depressed kind of state where Tigger is like this bouncing around kind of hovering worry. And that just really is so, so true because you're depressed. You don't really want to do anything, but the anxiety has you like bouncing off the walls. You feel like something's going to happen. A ball's going to drop and you just like can't even like slow down. You can't slow down your mind. You can't slow down your thoughts. The depression really weighs you down. You want to stay in bed. You want to hide from the world. So I think that is a really good analogy. But days passed and nothing was getting better. And I'm kind of someone who has recently been trying to just feel through the motions I've always been someone that tries to kind of like push things down, set things aside and just go forward. 
but really just being kind of honest to myself about what I'm feeling and whether those feelings are um, okay or not. Am I making this up? Am I embellishing it? Or is it a true valid feeling that I'm going through? So before I go into it a little bit more, I just want to preface this episode by saying this is a little bit of a different approach to barely functioning. I always want to bring a breath of fresh air, a little bit of lightheartedness. Everything is just so heavy right now. But for the sake of like being candid, authentic, and honest, I feel like what I was going through is something that everyone is going through. The world is such a tough place right now between the health pandemic, all of the racial injustice, all of the loss we've seen this year. It is literally a dumpster fire. And no matter where you are in proximity to all of this stuff going on, we're seeing it in the news, we're hearing it in conversations, we feel it, you know, like we empathize, we sympathize, and If you're not being affected by the weight of the world, then bless your soul. But I think the majority of us are. So although again, I'm not here to make anyone feel depressed or anxious, I just really wanted to be kind of honest and open to how I was feeling, why I was feeling that way, and try and just kind of maybe relate to what you guys are going through. So the anxiety, again, it really takes you down a path of, you know, self doubt and self, I don't want to say hate, but like, I don't love myself when I'm anxious. I love myself when I'm like happy and outgoing and talkative and funny. And like, that's how I love myself. And when I'm anxious and depressed, why would anyone like even want to talk to me or know me or all of that? So anxiety just like really pulls a black cloud around. And, you know, my skin is crawling. It's out of my control. And I need to say that like, although we're feeling depressed and anxious, you got to feel it, you got to go through it. But there has to be like a timeline for how long you're gonna feel like that. And when you're gonna pull it together. I didn't want to put out an episode last week where I was so emotional that I was weighing heavy on people because although again, I think that a lot of people can relate to it. I don't want to be like a source of negativity in the world. I'm here to make everyone giggle a little bit, feel a breath of fresh air. But again, for the sake of being honest and candid, I'm going there. So like I said, I think the world is a really hard place to be this year. And I don't just want to say like, oh, 2020, man. Although 2020 is the fucking pits. I think we can all agree on that. The world has continuously been going through these things. However, maybe they haven't always been so close to home. So maybe that's why we're feeling it so hard right now. But I don't know. It's so it's really hard to say. At the end of the day, I watch a lot of news. I'm trying to kind of turn it off a little bit. I think it's really good to be educated and informed. But I think there comes a time where you can be absorbing too much. It may not be you know, the right news. 
But if we take a look back at 2020 and everything that has kind of gone on, it has been a lot. We started out the year with the Australian wildfires, which impacted billions and billions of animals. So much space. It was just tragic to see on the news. I think for some of us, we feel a little bit more sensitive when it is affecting animals because we are so fortunate to have animals in our life. But we started out the year with the Australian wildfires. Then we got into the Iran plane crash, which turns out they actually struck the plane down, which resulted in a lot of loss of life. From there, there were several Canadian government scandals going on, which makes us feel like, can we even trust the people who are controlling our fate in this country? And then the big guy came into town, COVID. COVID taught us a lot of things, some good, mostly bad. A lot of people saw obvious health issues, job loss, loss of income, inability to operate small businesses, really impact our our finances. From there, the Black Lives Matter movement has really kind of taken off due to so much racial injustice and police brutality. And that has, as a white person, that has been truly something very hard for me to watch. We'll get into it a little bit more in a bit. Um, we have lost a lot of very important people in the world, people that provided hope to different cultures and races and genders. And I think that all of this loss doesn't help the fact that we feel lost, that we don't really know where the world is going, but we know we lost Kobe and his daughter, Regis Philbin, who was like a constant bright light on TV, that little gem of a man, John Lewis, who was a civil rights leader who fought to end racial segregation. That was a big loss for the Black community in the midst of such a strong movement. We lost Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, who also was a really key figure in the Black community, very positive, radiant light. And most recently, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was a huge advocate for gender equality and women's rights. And like I said, all of these people really contributed positively to gender equality, rights, and all of that good stuff. So losing those people felt like we were losing a little bit of hope. There's a lot going on with immigration right now, more so in the States. At these ICE facilities, there are operations taking place where they are doing hysterectomies on women who have no say or no choice in what's happening to them. Men are just taking away women's rights. That has been really hard. So it's been a tough go. There may be a silver lining to all of this, but at the end of the day, this is still some heavy stuff and it's hard and we feel helpless and our voices aren't heard. 
So I think that lends a lot to the anxiety and depression that we're feeling now more regularly. And all of this stuff that I just covered doesn't even touch on what you're going through in your personal life. So it is okay to not be okay. We got to feel through this. And the fact that we're feeling through all of these things just shows that we're human. We want to evolve and we want to help. We want everyone to have equal rights, male, female, black, white, brown. Everyone deserves the same rights and the same right to live. Also, let's not forget the murder hornets because there were some murder hornets going around and I'm pretty sure like it's only September. So who knows what we're going to see. I saw a meme about like flammable snow and I just can't even. So that is a lot of tough and heavy shit that we are going through. I feel you. I wish I could just like help everyone. There are some very, very loud voices on my social media, which I will share later this week, that are really advocating and showing how we can help. And you feel like your voice is such a small one. So what can it help? But something that I consistently preach is, if you can make someone's day, week, month, or even their year better, then that's what we got to do. Start small. John Lewis was a really big advocate of that. Do what you can within your own community. Join forces and you never know who you can help. So I strongly recommend that. But again, at the end of the day, the anxieties that we're feeling because of everything going on in the world, they are valid. That being said, I want to kind of turn this sideways and look at some of the positive outcomes that everything has kind of brought us. COVID is still going on. We are on like month 1347. We are in the second wave now, summer's over, winter's coming, we're gonna get locked down again, everything is on the rise. If you're out partying with your friends and being irresponsible, please stop, please put on your mask, please distance yourself and just stay home. This is, we really need to like pull together so that we can really try and crawl out of this. I don't even know if this is like the new normal. It scares me, but I digress. Let's talk a little bit about the positive outcomes that have come from COVID-19. First and foremost, my favorite positive outcome, lifestyle changes to practice better hygiene. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am here for it. Put your damn mask on, sanitize your hands, stay six feet away from me, please, and let's just keep that going. We already know these are the practices that help flatten the curve. So these hygiene practices that we've put into place are actually very good, not only during COVID, but forever. We were walking around before with the dirtiest hands in the world. Now we're keeping them clean. We're keeping our distance. This is a positive thing. 
This one is probably one of my favorites. I've worked for a company that advocated for remote work for a very long time. So this was really nothing new to me. But remote work because of um, the pandemic has really become more normalized, which really helps a few different things. First of all, it eliminates the commuting back and forth to work. It gives you more time to spend with your friends, your family, your loved ones, which is really good. But it helped break down geographical barriers in the job field as it pertains to opportunities. I can apply for a job in Vancouver and I can stay right here in my little town of Fergus. And before that just wasn't as prevalent. So now with job work being more normalized, people have flexibility in their jobs to help balance that work and life. And it also has provided more opportunities for us further from home that typically we wouldn't be able to have. Another positive outcome of COVID, and I wish I could like come up with a code name for COVID, because I've said it way too many times. And It's just a little bit too much for me. But anyway, another thing that COVID really helped us do was bridge the gap across communities. So really shone a light on vulnerable and underprivileged members of our society. It really helped us, you know, kind of be aware of the challenges that they face in their day-to-day life. We saw a huge uptick in cases in those areas. And because of that, we are more aware of what we are fortunate for. These neighborhoods, they don't have the option to physically distance when they're living in communities that, you know, are packed to the brim with families and they don't have the healthcare accessible like we do. And it really just kind of bridged the gap and made us more aware of the challenges they're facing. I know in Toronto, they started implementing more housing options for the homeless to try and flatten the curve. So although COVID did not solve these problems, it definitely created awareness of what was going on and therefore bridging the gap. Next, I'm going to talk a little bit about the positive outcomes of the Black Lives Matter movement. First and foremost, this is a topic, a problem that is long overdue. We all know the stories of slavery and unjust practice towards black people. I'm not an expert people. I never said I was. Please pardon my ignorance. If I say something that isn't right, let me know. Correct me. That is how we learn. That is how we evolve. But first and foremost, the pain that I am seeing across the US and also closer to home in Canada is very hard. But people are standing up. People are taking a stance. This is long overdue. But hopefully this is going to lead to a bigger solution. So the protests are inspiring a long overdue change. 
Hopefully police reform is on the horizon. Companies, boards, and hopefully more government eventually will start taking a stance, making more space for Black representation and fair workplace practices. We want to see more people of color being represented. Juneteenth was finally recognized. June 19th is the holiday that recognizes the passing of the Emancipation Proclamation in all 50 states after the Civil War. This is a huge victory in people paying attention to Black history, recognizing it, and awarding these people their right to celebrate this holiday. So not only did some companies make this an actual holiday. But educationally, people are really starting to talk about the need for more education when it comes to Black history. And then another thing, and this is one thing that I actually did, people are starting to educate themselves. I remember when everything was kind of at its peak with George Floyd and so many more. There's a very long list of names that I could mention. But when everything came to a head, trying to find these educational resources on white privilege and racism and ending racism, you couldn't find a book anywhere. So whether this is a trend that people are hopping on board for, or this is something that they are truly educating themselves on, this is a step in the right direction. Being more open and having those hard conversations, calling people out when they are saying things that aren't right and where they may be misinformed, It is a hard conversation to have, but the more we educate each other, that is how we learn. We learn by making mistakes. So correct our mistakes. Call again, call me out if I'm saying something wrong here, because that is how we are going to grow. Um, Racial representation around the world is literally coming down. Statues are being pulled down. Public displays of the Confederate flag are being outlawed. How the hell this took so long is beyond me. But again, it's another step in the right direction. And finally, cancel culture across the media. Again, We don't know if this is something that was to say, hey, we stand with Black lives. We are going to be better. We are going to do better. We are getting rid of these personalities and stars that have ever kind of um, made any kind of racial remarks or connotations They are being cut from these programs. First of all, I hope that this makes room for more Black representation in the media, in pop culture, but it is something that we continue to see happening. And hopefully it's something that really sticks. Again, we need more Black representation on TV. We need Black children to feel like they see themselves represented on TV, in those big companies, on those boards. They deserve it. It's their time. So again, hopefully this is something in the right direction. Not only does the Black community deserve their time to excel, also 
an opportunity that they feel seen and they feel heard, supported, and they feel safe. That is actually a really hard topic for me to talk on. It's something that's been weighing on me for a while. But again, who am I to talk to that? Who am I to say that there is any kind of silver lining to everything that is going on in the Black community? I am very hurt by what white people have imposed on black people for centuries. The Breonna Taylor thing has been very heavy. The fact that white policemen killed her in her bed in the middle of the night. They have gone to court and there are no charges filed. They were, you know, a slap on the wrist. If three black policemen came into my home and shot me as a white woman, the justice would be completely different. So that has been really hard for me. But I'm here because we are all feeling it. We are going through it. And I'm just trying to kind of outline that although it's heavy and things really fucking suck, there is silver lining to what we're going through. And I feel like such a douche saying like, oh, good things are coming, but they have to be. We can't live like this forever. People have been oppressed for so long. So maybe it's finally time that things are taking a turn that makes me hopeful. And everything that we're going through right now, hopefully is helping to shape a better generation for us, for our children, for those we love. So hopefully everything, oh, I hate to say it, but hopefully everything is happening for a better reason. But let's look at 2020 as a whole. It has been an eye opener. It removed a lot of the day-to-day fluff and glamour in our lives and really made us think about the world and the environment and what other people are feeling. I think that is one of the biggest things that it has opened our eyes to what other people are going through. It has gave us perspective to find joy in simple tasks that don't involve any elaborate plans or gestures, just to be with the people that we love to share that love and experience, I think is a really big gift that we received in 2020. Giving back and making a difference in our communities is something that makes my little inverted heart beat a little bit stronger. Because When everything was at the peak of the pandemic and Black Lives Matter, people were showing their support in any way they could. They were amplifying small businesses, the services they offered. We were amplifying Black-owned business and how we could support them, how we can just help our communities, the food banks in need, these lower-income families that really needed help from their communities. So I really think that it did foster a really great sense of community and love and just showing what everyone can accomplish when they come together and a sense of gratitude. There is so much shit going on 
and it fucking sucks. But if we can be grateful for where we are and what we're doing and what we have, this is going to help us build resilience. And in seeing what everyone else is going through and suffering, it really shines light on the abundance and how fortunate we are to not have to deal with these things. Remember when everyone, we were like in the peak of lockdown, we literally couldn't go anywhere and neighborhoods would like come together and we saw this locally, like in Toronto and stuff, but we saw it all around the world in Italy, in Spain, who were hit so hard with COVID. Everyone would like come out onto their porch at six o'clock or seven o'clock at night they would ring all the bells for healthcare workers, really foster a sense of unity. In Italy and Spain, they were like singing from their balconies and really just showing the love and compassion that is out there in the world. I think that is something we all need to keep in mind. Things are really shitty and things are tough, but there is so much compassion and love and good people in the world that we just got to look a little bit harder for it. So, oh, I hit the microphone arm. <laughs> Go figure. So I hope I didn't bring you guys down too much. I was really here today to let you know that it's okay to not be okay. This year has been awful, hard to absorb. We can talk about the silver linings. We can preach positivity until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, it hurts. It's painful. It has been a hard pill to swallow. And like I said, everything I touched on today doesn't even take into account what you are going through on your day-to-day -day life. So I want to tell you that you are amazing. You are great. We can do tough things, guys. So if we're feeling down, feel it. It's valid. Don't let it hold you down. You're stronger than that. Pick yourself up. Dust off the old shoulder and keep it going. I really, really hope that we all really pull through this stronger, smarter, and more compassionate than we came into it. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you for coming back every week. You mean so much to me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it resonated with you. I hope it helped you feel a little bit better. I'm not even going through rate, review, and subscribe today because it's just not the time to call it. But um, I'll see you next week. <laughs>